Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Judith is here. Hi, Judith. Welcome, everybody. I hope you guys had a chance to watch the episode tonight. Jalia, hi. Aunt Sandy, hi. Hey, Judith. Here. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys watched the episode. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm Hi. Good. Hi. Hi. How are y'all? I'm good. How are you? I'm exhausted. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I, I, I know. And I feel like we have a conversation that we need to have, but it's it's not gonna happen right now. But I feel like we're, there's there's a conversation that we're gonna have to have. All right. Well, I had to get creative because I forgot my thingamajigger at the house. So, oh. yeah. Oh, no, I can't when I leave home without my thingamajigger. <laughs> right. I can't live without my thingamajiggers. So. Oh. I carry a spare. So, so episode nine. We're nine episodes in the before the ninety days. This episode started off really, really intense. I mean, we kind of knew it was coming, but it's still heartbreaking, the whole story. It, it was really serious, because you know me, I'm never serious. I don't know how to take anything seriously. So this was a lot for me. And the fact that it was so avoidable. But I, I remember we had commented on those stairs, because at each time David went up and down those stairs, he lost his footing. And we just knew, you know, like, those stairs are not safe. So yeah. the fact that she lost her mom due to that situation, it's just, it's just mind blowing. It's heartbreaking. It's so, so sad. I felt for her in that moment. And the fact that she had to be strong in that moment, you know, she had to be there. She had to stay with her mom for the 24 hours. She had to do the, 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 the ceremony, the parade. She had to be strong. And I was just like, I don't know if I will be able to be that strong, you know? That episode had me wrecked because I've recently lost both of my parents. So yeah, I was just, I was a disaster for the first, I don't know. And then they talk about Dempsey and Dempsey losing her sister. I was just like, holy shit, what is happening in this episode? I know. It was yeah. so intense. I was like, this is the realest that the, the seasons have gotten in a while. And it's, it's really, it's hard to watch us see real world things because we like to watch it we like to laugh we like to be entertained but these, these are real people going through real world situations they can lose people they can go through things that aren't entertaining that aren't funny that aren't you know entertainment at all this is just their lives and to watch how it affects them just like it affects everyone else i hope people will learn stop being so overly critical of the people on your tv they are real people they go through real problems they have real feelings and emotion and and just seeing her break down was just so hard yeah. for me. And then she was even trying, you know, to still be there for David yeah. in that moment. Because I was like, in that moment, David just, I would have told him to go home. You know, like, yeah. I can't deal with anything extra right now. I have enough going on. I would have told him to just go home and come back at another time. But the fact that she was still thinking of him, she's like, well, I'm going to take him back to the hotel. I'm going to drop him. She's still thinking about other people on top of it. It really showed, you know, her character. She's just a yeah. good person. Yeah. For sure. And I also respected David, how he said, you know, I don't want to overstep. I don't want to be a burden yeah. on her. 
I mean, that was good. It was a lot. Yeah, um, giving her her space as well, you know, trying to let her um, grieve her mom like she needs to. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, it's hard to let people be alone when they're grieving. Because I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to be there. I want to make sure they're okay. Sometimes giving people a little bit of space helps them get through the grieving process. Because sometimes when you just have people kind of constantly hounding you and constantly calling you, constantly texting you, showing up at your door, baking you casseroles, you know, it, it can um, put a fork in the process of you just being there with your feelings. And I think a lot of people say you have to let out a really good cry. And yeah. I, I'm 100% behind that. I believe that 100%. When something terrible happens, sometimes it's good to just sit there and just cry and just be in that moment and understand that this is how you feel. Don't ever neglect how you feel. If you feel like crying, let that out. Yeah. I've been there, man. I've been there with people knocking on my door with casseroles and cards and all the things. And, you know, it's hard because when you lose a parent, I mean, all of our parents, you know, are supposed to go before us. That's just the way nature intended. But it's so freaking hard. My mom was my best friend in the whole wide world. And I... I wanted certain people around me, but I also wanted my space. And when I wanted mm -hmm. my space, it was like a complete meltdown. And I just needed that. So I have respect for both of them so much. I think they're handling it the best they can. You're right. You're right. And like you said, you know that this is it's inevitable. We're human. You know that it's going to happen. But there's absolutely no way for you to prepare yeah. or to be ready yeah. when it happens. Because people will say that. With my mom. I knew she was sick. I knew she was dying. I moved in with her to take care of her. I knew it. I got the last 359 days with her, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was so blessed to have that. But even at that, I was, when it happened, I still wasn't prepared. Even though I thought I was, I was not. So for her mom to just, just suddenly pass, so unexpected, that has got to just hit like a wrecking ball. Mm, I know. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone is ever ready to lose a parent. So I don't care if you know that you know they're they're sick or you know. It, still, when it comes to that, when it comes to that day, it's you're still not ready. Mm -hmm. I don't it, care. It's like how I, heard long someone you... say, I heard someone say it's like it hits you like a a bag of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Even when yeah. you know you knew it could happen, it's still you. That moment when it happens, you're still in a shock and disbelief that it even happened because we're only human. We can never, we've never fathomed loss, yeah. even in all the years that we've existed. No one has ever actually mastered grieving and getting over loss. Still to this day, we can't understand it fully. Yeah. It's just something that we deal with, but we have no idea how to process it and handle it. In the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, if you want to go back, we don't know how yeah. to properly get over that. We never do. Till the day that you leave this earth, you are grieving the people that you lost. And if anybody tells you any different, they are lying about their feelings. You never get over that. Yeah, absolutely. No. You don't. So I'm hoping to see David and Sheila in some future episodes. And I'm proud of him too, like you said, for being there for her, but also giving her her space. So I'm hoping to see this is a growth in their relationship and they're going to be stronger for this because when when things start going wrong 
and you can be there for each other and you can show the love that you have for each other. That's how you know that the relationship is going to work. What... And he was there. He didn't know what to do, yeah. but he was just there. And I think that's all that you really need from someone. They don't have to know how to handle the situation. They don't have to know everything, all the right things to say. Just show that you're there and you want to help and you want to console the person. And I think that's all it took. And I think that she's always going to remember that. Yep, absolutely. So I yeah. want to talk about um, um, Violet because we saw this episode with Violet and Riley. And apparently Riley blocked Violet first because he got a, well, he got a message. Because he hmm? filed. Yeah. Yes, yes, he got a message from her, which he refused to read because he knew she was calling him out for what he did. He didn't want to hear it. So instead of reading the message, he blocks her. And then he goes and he talks to a friend who's like, you're actually in the wrong. But I mean, they're both in the wrong. But I do agree that Riley is in the wrong. You know, he definitely talked to her pretty badly. And Wait, I felt that, like... That wasn't even his friend. That was a freaking tour guide. Well, he hired someone his friend. <laughs> that's true i want to that's true he doesn't have anyone somebody said on twitter they were like how do you block the only person you know in the whole country yeah. like so who are you going to communicate with now he blocks her then he realizes he's like well i do want to apologize and he wants her to apologize she wants him to apologize and i kind of feel like they're going to be at a crossroads because they're both very difficult to convince that they're wrong so I definitely feel like between her lies and his masculinity and their egos, yeah, you know, I just feel like they're always going to clash because he just always thinks he's right and he has this ego. He just has this, this feeling that he's entitled to know all of the information about her. He's entitled to ask for the information any way he wants. Yeah. Because we can all agree that the way that he tried to get this information from Violet was wrong. The way that yeah. he sticked Tiffany on her like a dog. Yeah. This was wrong. There's a right way and a wrong way of going about it. Is is Violet wrong for not being forthcoming with her past? Absolutely. They're both wrong. That's why I think a lot of people are like, well, why could you be team Riley or why? I'm not team anybody. I think they're both wrong. I yep. think that they both need to own up to their part. Because I think Riley kind of was talking about it tonight. He's like, I want to own up to my part I had in the situation and apologize for what I did. That's a step. Okay, that's a that's, step in the right direction. He was told what to do. He didn't come to that conclusion on his own free will. Oh, well, no. he, somebody else told him what to do. So, yeah, oh, no, do it. he would never come to the conclusion that he did anything wrong. No. That is always going to come from an outside source. Someone would, that's how Riley is as a person. Like, he's always right up until because even Tiffany, when he told Tiffany what he was doing and when he was going over there. He was right. And then she's like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? You don't even know if she's married or not. He has to get his negative information about himself from other people because in his mind, he's just always right. And I feel like Violet is kind of the same way. She's never going to give any information or say that she did anything wrong because she said if he wants to reconcile and he wants to make things better, I'm open to that. Yeah. And he said the same thing. So they're both going to be at a crossroads because neither one of them are going to want to admit if they did anything wrong. So at this point, it's a good time to purchase that plane ticket and head back to Pennsylvania yeah. and just call it quits because he was too cheap to get the private investigator because none of this was necessary. If he just would have hired the guy that he had a consultation with, he would have had the answers to all of his questions. Yeah, 100%. Well, I think 
I think I think they both need to. I think they they both need to do a what do you call like a psychologist or something and sit down and and like bash it out because he's setting his ways, she's setting her ways, and it's just going to keep blowing up every time they meet because she doesn't want to answer his questions, he doesn't want to answer her questions, so they're both acting childish. Yep. Yeah, she was like not going to tell him why she was on the dating app because her husband would know. That's why. <laughs> yeah, she keeps saying that she's divorced. Yeah. That won't, you know, Violet's still with her man. Nope. <laughs> well, he's still, man. To, he's still to this day has never seen where she lives. I mean, he's seen her mom's house. He doesn't know where she lives, where she has her stuff. Like, he doesn't know anything about her. And I mean, that's why I said I don't want to say that anybody is right here because he does have the right to know who he's been in a relationship for all these years with. Like, he does have the right to know that, but... Left. He should have found all that out yeah. before he even left. This exactly. Is and if, if a private investigator was on the table, there is no reason why he should be there. Like, yeah. if the only way to get information out of someone is through hiring someone else to find it for you because they won't tell you, don't even bother. You don't know this person. Yeah. So I feel like it's no point of you having to have someone interrogate someone or to look up information online because they just won't be honest with you. I just feel like it's a waste of time. And I think he realized that when he got there that he wasted his time and his money. Yeah. And I can't kind of feel like that's why he blew up on her because he realized this is a waste of my time and I'm going to look stupid yeah. on national TV. I feel like that's exactly what was going through his mind. That's when he got so angry and he told her, just go, get out of my face. I'm sick of it. Go. I feel like he realized at that moment, I'm wasting my time with someone who honestly isn't serious about me. They're not serious about me. They're not serious about this relationship. They're not serious about marrying me. They're not serious about anything. Yep. It's um, that's just one of them relationships that neither one of them are a good fit for each other. <laughs> <laughs> well opposites are supposed to attract you know so but I, like yeah, you but said i don't think these... they're not opposites they're i mean they're both liars they're both they're, they're not opposites they're both deceitful they're both children they're both they're they're just a shit show yeah <laughs> yeah i agree i agree with you all right so Jasmine wants another ring. Okay, so Jasmine said that she lost the first ring because it was ugly. Then she said she was wearing her ring from her ex-husband because it was a nicer ring. So there's a lot to unpack here, right? So she, she claims that she accidentally misplaced it. So she lost the ring on purpose. And then she took Gino to a jewelry store to buy her sister um, a gift for her birthday. And she was like, well, while we're here, we might as well look at rings because I don't have one and I should have one. And that's kind of where the immigration lawyer talk came up. Now, Gino is no stranger to K-1 visa um, situations. He brought over his first wife from, I believe he said Brazil yeah. um, on a K-1 visa. And I think she's still in America to this day. So he definitely knows how the process works. And I don't think getting a lawyer can increase the speed of approval right i don't think that that isn't i think in, in jasmine's mind getting a lawyer would make the approval come faster but i don't think that's the case i think that the order of the paperwork and when it was received that is just how it was received however long it takes them to get to 
your yep. paperwork and approve it or deny it, whether you have a lawyer or not is irrelevant. John because and Rachel, the lawyer John and Rachel are six years and they have a lawyer. So Oh wow, six years. Yeah, but well, they're gonna find out in a, with, within the next thirty days they'll have their answer. But still, they've had an, a lawyer all along. Wow. I can't imagine. So it doesn't so, make Yeah, so she thinks that it's about money and he just feels like it's just it's irrelevant to have did we lose you, Dee Dee? Are you still there? She's spinning. I think we might have lost her. I think so. So you're I think up too. Am I? Yeah, you're you're all pixelated. Oh, oh there's Dee Dee. Oh, oh, okay. I think we're all back. You're good. Sorry, guys. I don't know what's what's going on here. So it's I'm in a whole like, different place. The weather. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're all back. I think we're all back, guys. Right? We're back. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think about this? immigration lawyer situation Didi, because i feel like jasmine wants him to spend money on a lawyer when he he knows that he can do this process himself and it it, it kind of boils down to the fact that jasmine always wants to be in control of the relationship and what he spends and what he does and i think gino is looking for a relationship where he's gonna be in control this is different though this is like a different version of gino because we yeah. remember gino from before where whatever Jasmine said went and he was actually terrified to do anything differently. So I think that they're kind of having a power struggle in the relationship. I feel like Gino is kind of coming into his own and he's being more of the man in the relationship and Jasmine is trying to figure out where it came from. You know, in all these years, she never had to deal with him arguing with her. So I think that she's trying to grasp the idea of being in a relationship with someone who's not going to give her what she wants when she wants it. And I don't know if she's able to be in a relationship with someone who's not going to be submissive to her. I don't think that that's in her nature. No, well, I, I think that behavior. I think with the with the lawyer, it's just honestly, if, if you can do the paperwork by yourself, you probably, you know, be a whole lot it'd be a whole lot cheaper and a whole lot faster because most of the lawyers, they don't even really do anything. They take their time. So wherever she's getting this, that if they have a lawyer, it'll take long. I mean, take uh, less time. She's got the wrong information from somewhere because I've known people that's been trying to get their status for 10 plus years and nothing. Yeah. So a lawyer has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think the lawyer, you give them the paperwork and then they submit it on your behalf, which you could just do yourself. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how and if there's like an issue you need to appeal something that's where the lawyer would come into play but i highly doubt that that would be an issue or do you think it is an issue because kate um gino has had a k1 visa before yeah so do you think that's going to pose an issue that's what i was wondering is how many how many wives can you bring over i mean he's already it, got financial it could i mean it could possibly it could possibly red flagging because you know, he's then brought one over one time and now he's trying to bring someone else over. So I wonder if that's why it's been such a delay in the application, because it maybe have gotten red flagged, yeah. you know, because this would be his second K-1 visa with a completely different person in, you know, so many years. So I wonder if the, the issue is more so they want to make sure that this is a real relationship. Yeah. And that's what's 
it's taking longer because I think Jasmine thinks that he's just dragging his feet because you remember we used to wonder if he actually filed the paperwork yeah because I was like I wonder if he actually did file it I really do believe he did yeah because when he was bringing up the prenuptial agreement paperwork and signing, I was like, there's no point of him going through that if he didn't even file the paperwork. Like that's part of the process of bringing her over. So knowing that that was gonna piss her off, there will be no reason to actually bring that up if he didn't file the yeah. paperwork. So now yeah. I'm gonna wonder, oh wait, do we lose you, Carl? Nope. I'm trying oh, to- Oh, okay. Are we good? I no, we're we looking can't. at a chair. Something. We can't <laughs> see you. Hold on. We struggling today, Cara. Technical difficulties. It's fine. Okay. Oh my All right, God. So I had to make my best friend's wedding cake this week, and my whole iPad is covered in powdered sugar, and I was trying to clear it off. Oh. It's terrible. Okay. It's terrible. Me and Cara are struggling today, guys. So it's, it's we're gonna <laughs> get we're fun. gonna get through this. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> we're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, my gosh. But also, too, um, you know, the immigration since COVID, the immigration is like, like two to three years behind yeah. because they closed down for like two years. Yep. So that could be a reason, too. Yeah. See, I don't know what to think because during COVID, we were watching the shows and there were still people getting their visas approved pretty quickly yeah but i think that they were already married so it was a spousal visa i think the spousal process is faster or, or is it not I, I don't know personally other than john and rachel john and rachel are married they applied for their spousal visa and again they're six years out this is the sixth year they'll get their answer this year supposed to be within the next 30 days but six years so that can't be normal. I think the only, other case I know, the only other case I know like that is Angela and Michael, right? Yeah. Like, I only know this is so rare because I've seen it where people have gotten approved within six months, three months to six months. It's just so fast. It's almost instant. It doesn't seem fair yeah. to the people who've been waiting so much longer. So I don't know. We, I need to do more research on this process, but I just think that waiting because, oh, we were watching Love in Paradise, and um, Anna and Matthew, it was going to be up to two years, is what he said, I believe. So, yeah, this backlog is really showing up in a lot of different cases from COVID. To close down the offices completely was just crazy. Yeah. So the idea that COVID hit, and then all of these cases are backed up, and then there's these people who are already married who literally have children who can't see each other, who can't be together it's insane. And the fact that the offices aren't doing anything to speed up the process, you know, like yeah. hiring people doing digital processing, they're not doing anything to actually make it faster, which I think is crazy. Yeah. That is right. John did have some charges against him, but they're, they're not felony charges, but they're, they're criminal charges, but still they, they've still been waiting six years. COVID put them back. All kinds of things happen. Well, can we talk about what um, what Jasmine said? Not only wearing her ex husband's her ring, the ring from her ex husband, mm -hmm. but how she was saying how she fakes the orgasms well, as well. She said she said she was just joking, but I don't know who jokes like that. But she, no, just joking. Right after she said, "Honest to God." Yeah. 
I think that Jasmine is, is, what's the word? She's not really trying to get this visa. Like, I feel like she's really letting it slip through. Like, you know, I feel like she's letting her real feelings slip through every now and then. And I think that in order for her to get this process, get married, get her, her ring, get her non-prenup marriage, you know, she's gonna have to put a little filter yeah. on her mouth. And she just keeps saying whatever pops into her head. And I have that, it's, I have diarrhea mouth too. Yeah. I, I sometimes say the first thing that pops in my head and then afterward, I realize I shouldn't have said that out loud. That stays in here. And I think that she has that that issue where she's just like, well, no, I fake that. That's I, why would I be satisfied by you? I like my husband. Like she says these things, and then after the fact, she's like, oh, I was just kidding. I was just angry. That's just my reaction to you irritating me. It's like eventually, when you keep saying things over and over, they're true, right? Like if it was just you out of anger, but every time you're angry, you say the same thing. There's a little bit of truth to that because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I was just drunk. And then they say something crazy one time. Okay, you were drunk. But if every time you get drunk, you say the exact same thing to me every single time, I'm going to start to believe that you're telling the truth. Yep. But I don't care yeah. who you are. I, I'm not going to say anything in front of my 20-year-old sister, no matter what. Is that? really her sister no not at i all. think that that's her daughter that's her daughter right okay i'm pretty sure right i don't, I don't know this but i just know for a fact that's probably her daughter and the fact that they had they kept having really weird conversations in front of her and i, I felt so bad for the girl because i was like it's her birthday and every time they showed her face she was just like ready to vomit from how disgusting these conversations kept turning and I was like, I feel bad that she has to deal with that. And if that is really her mom, Jesus, that's even worse, I mean, right? I mean, to hear these conversations, that's even worse. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, I mean, let's go back to um, whenever they got the, the necklace for Leah's. She wants to pick out another engagement ring. Right. Because she says she lost her other one. Then she says she didn't like it because it wasn't her style. It was cheap. Yes. That she wore her ex, um, that her, her ring that her ex-husband had got her because it was more her style. But then Gino said, well, how would you feel if I wore a necklace my ex bought me? Why is she getting mad? Like, she, how is it that she can keep throwing she just the what, car? A necklace? You, you have a necklace? She bought you a necklace? He's hypothetically speaking and she's losing her shit. Yeah. Like, how is it okay for how is it okay for her to, to keep talking about her ex-husband or Dane and he can't even say anything and she blows a socket? Yeah, she's crazy. It's it's uh I can do it and you can't. I was raised in the church and I there was so much of that. Like everybody could do certain things, but I couldn't do it because it was against yeah. our religion. So it, it rings very true to me. So that double standard where I can do it because I'm me, but you can't do it because I told you you can't do it. And I hate that. Yeah. It's like this, it's crazy because it's like, she did end up getting her ring, but he bought it from a street vendor. So yeah. I don't know. This is so on brand for Gino because you guys know until recently, I didn't think he had very much money. So the fact that he bought her a promise ring from a street vendor knowing that he has millions of dollars is, is it's a little odd to me because 
she knows that he has this money and she wants to spend it and he's doing everything in his power to keep it. And I mean, that's how rich people get rich, right? But I feel Can like- talk about the promise that was made with the promise ring? I promise to work on giving you my meat more. What kind of a fool says that <laughs> shit? <laughs> in front of Liz, by the yeah. way, she she was unfortunately present during this conversation, which was just, ugh, right? Yeah. Like, I can't. There's, I don't know what to say about these two. The fact that- he levels of wrong. Yes. Gross. The length of See, craziness. I would have had to punch both of them in the face. Yeah. Like, I, I really would have. I would have had to really punch him in the face. He's swinging on them all. Yeah. First of all, I, if I was Gina, I would have. I would have punched her in the face whenever they were standing getting the ring. Yeah. Because I mean, not the ring, but the the necklace. And then she said that she didn't like the ring because it wasn't her style. Yeah. Then I would have punched her in the face again whenever she said that she wore the the um ring that her ex husband got her. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. When she said she didn't have orgasms, and yeah. then I would have punched her. In yeah, the then I would have. I would have definitely punched her and pushed her off the bike when she said that. <laughs> yes. Yes, and then ran her over. This, this, this conversation is going much too violent. I think that we shouldn't be <laughs> punching people in the face repeatedly. <laughs> I think Just that this, this this is turning much too violent than we should be then we should be going. I don't disagree though, right, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, Gino and Jasmine are on our last nerve too, yep. right? Because they're the two people that we know should not be together, but are fighting so hard to be together. They're like Angela and Michael, like the two last people in the whole world that should even be in communication with each other. But not only are they in communication with each other, but they're throwing it in our face. Yeah. And we're just trying to like deal with it like, oh my God, if you want to be toxic and dysfunctional, do it on your own time. We're like so over you, you know? Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, guys, I need a lawyer on standby for me. I stay ready all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you have to have bail money. Um, a major credit card when you're hanging out with Dee Dee because you just never know when she's gonna smack, when she's gonna sucker punch somebody. She's just gonna sucker punch somebody in the throat. Oh my and you just have to be ready because you just have to say like, which which precinct are you taking her so I can meet you there, so I can get her out. We're not even from I, here. I, you know, like where are we going? I can't ask which precinct she's going to be in because I'm gonna be in the seat next to her. We're probably stuck together. See, I can't take y'all anywhere. I can't take you anywhere. What am I going to do with you? We'll be fine. As long as we're sellies. We're Go fine. have fun. I'm, I mean, you can have fun without smacking people in the face, right? What if they do stupid stuff? I mean, if they say stupid stuff and they do stupid stuff, then they need to get sucker punched. Yeah. See? I agree. So. So. Thank you, Cara. I got you. <laughs> Okay, so Statler wakes up in England, London, I believe, and she's cold because the containers, okay, so remember, I thought that it was like a trailer. They live in these little storage container conversions. So I got a little more info tonight. They probably mentioned that, but I missed it because I'm probably, I was doing, I was reading into something else. So they live in these little containers and in London, it's really cold. They don't have central air or heat. So she wakes up and she's freezing and Statler's like, 
cold is my hell, you know, like being cold is my hell. And I kind of relate it because I lived in Ohio for quite some time. Being cold is also my hell. I, I live in Florida now and I, I'm not melting. Like I'm hot, I'm okay, but being cold was too much. And she's beginning to realize that she's not okay with living on the farm that Dempsey has made her home in. Funny because she was never invited to be there, but now she's like, I don't know if I want to live here now. I'm like, you weren't invited. You're not even like welcome. She had you yeah. there for like a trip. You think you're moving in, then you get there, you decide you don't like it. Nobody even invited you to live there. She just wanted to see and meet you. And she's like trying to like set up shop in this girl's house. In the same breath, she says, I don't want to live here. I'm not comfortable, but I hope I can convince Dempsey to let me move in with her. <laughs> That's the biggest oxymoron. Right? Like, like what do you want from this girl? You're, you don't agree with her style of living so you want to move in with her yeah. you want to like impose on her they barely have had like a normal conversation this whole trip because they're so awkward and she's like a horny frat boy and she yeah. won't leave her alone and now she's like i hope we can get along long enough so i can move in y'all barely get along long enough to have dinner together like i don't even understand where her mind is at and then she's gonna actually accuse Dempsey of cheating on her when she was on that trip with her dad because they didn't have good communication. Okay, she said that she didn't have Wi-Fi when she was in, where were they, um, in um, Thailand, I believe? Yeah. They were in Thailand, she didn't have good Wi-Fi, so the communication is hard. When you're out of the country, your cell phone doesn't work. So you would need Wi-Fi and the WhatsApp. Mm -hmm to communicate with people. You need both, they're, they're intertwined. You can't. You don't have one, you don't have the other. So yeah. she's like, oh, well, I assume that you met someone else and cheated. And she's like, I've never cheated on anyone in my life. Lo and behold, Statler has cheated before. She claims once I call bullshit. I think that she's the type of person where she yeah. goes out and has a good time and wakes up in random people's bed. I don't know her, but yeah. I just feel like that's who Statler is. She goes out, she has some drinks, and the next morning, she could wake up in any girl's bed. It's fair game. So, and I think that's where her guilty conscience is coming in, where she's like, well, I didn't talk to you for like once or twice a week, so you probably are dating someone else. Because that's the type of person she is. If she goes to you, she's dating someone else. And I think that her saging Statler's coochie was the best part of the yeah. show, right? Like, I felt I, like, I don't, I'm not saying that anyone should ever be slut shamed. That's not okay. But her saging her coochie was the best part of the, the show. The best part was when it started smoking even more. Be That's <laughs> what I was going to say. It started smoking like really bad. All that <laughs> negative skank energy coming off that coochie, right? That's that that was the best oh part. My God. But do we think that millionaire Gino is watching this episode jealous that they live in a storage container and have a cutting board and a potato peeler? I mean, but Statler doesn't know how to use. Yes, I think well, he is because for, parents gave me the worst anxiety. Like, who doesn't know how to do that with a freaking potato peeler? Come on, she was just trying to get attention. Yeah, yeah. I think that this relationship is fun to watch, but I don't see it growing into anything serious. No. Right, oh, like I feel like adorable. I hope Dempsey finds her her woman because she is freaking awesome. I love her. I think the fact that Dempsey is bothered by Statler's 
I think they call it body count now. Like how, yeah. how many people that she's been with, I think it shows her level of like innocence. Yeah. You know, like she's very innocent. She's a good girl. Yep. And I think Statler is like a corruptive girl. Like she's going to try to corrupt her. And I don't think Dempsey's looking for that. I think she wants to just be with someone and grow with someone. Because Statler was like, I don't like that she, you know, is bothered by how many people I've been with. I think like I'm, um, what's the word? I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know, like I think that that's a good trait, you know? And I feel like that, that um, disconnect where Dempsey looks at it as you being with so many different people is kind of a turnoff. And then Statler looking at it as, well, me being with so many different people, you know, it's like, I'm holding this cool trophy. Yeah. You know, like I can get any girl I want. And I feel like that disconnect between the two of them, that shows that they're not on the same level. It's more looking for what frat, they look for. Frat boy vibes all the way from Statler. Oh yeah. The fact that she thinks being with so many different women is just like a, a trophy. She's like, I'm proud of that. I think that's awesome. And it's like, Nothing, and again, I don't slut shame. If you want to be with anyone, however many people, whatever, I don't care about that. But it's like when you're looking to settle down, you know, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. I think that happened with um, Scott from Love yeah. in Paradise, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with what was going on. But when he, when you're coming to settle down, that those wild oats, they come back and bite you in the ass. And I think that's exactly what Statler is going to have to deal with. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting to know yourself and experiencing those experiences, but just know you're gonna have to answer to somebody in the future when you wanna explain to that person you wanna be with them forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, 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 she's looking for a good time. Statler's only looking for a good time. I mean, I don't a, see, I don't see it. And a place to live, a good time. Yeah. yeah. Cause she said that her, her um, lease was about to be up. I mean, Dempsey doesn't even know that Statler wants to move in. No. And she's no. already making plans. And if it's that cold, we'll go to the store and buy a heated blanket. I mean, yeah. I mean, simple fix. Yeah. So. I mean, there has to be like a space heater or something in there, right? I know people that live in London, they said that they're pretty accustomed to the cold. Like a lot of people that I've met who live over there, the cold weather doesn't really bother them the way it does over here in America. Yeah. Like when winter hits, you know, even if you're from up north, it still bothers you. But like when you live in London, the people are very accustomed to the, the bitter cold. So I think maybe Dempsey doesn't see the level of cold in the container as, wait, are those storage containers like insulated? I think like, how does it work? What had me is I don't understand why she doesn't have the bottom insulated, why there's no skirting on it. Cause that would keep it, you know, 20 degrees warmer. Right. So that's maybe. Yeah. So working on it so maybe that's coming yeah that was one of my questions too because do you remember when she took her to the um common areas of the the camp there was like this really decent size um what was it like a recreation area yeah it looked really complete and i was like well maybe her container is gonna eventually look like that yeah. Because they're in constant work. Like when we were watching, like there was a lot of construction going on. There was constant work going on. I was like, maybe because she said that she hadn't had it put into the plumbing yet. So it's clearly not done. So yeah. I was like, maybe the central heat, the central air. I don't think you need air over there. But the heat, you know, that might be coming in the future or yeah. not. I don't know. Who knows? I don't well, really they know. Must have, they must have something because Dempsey went out and cut the firewood. I mean, Statler could have at least offered to help. Oh, no. She wasn't going to do that. 
I feel like because she was like she was bothered by the fact that they were doing construction and they live on a work site. But she was like, they're they're doing construction. And I was like, she lives on a work site. She's literally at work where she lives. And she's like, I don't know if I like the noise. I'm like, nobody invited you to live here. Like you can't complain. That's like saying like you go to a party uninvited and then when you get to the party, you complain that you don't like the party. You weren't invited. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't even be yeah. there. Like if you don't like it, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how awkward was it whenever um, Dipsy's friend tried or gave her a hug? She was like really cold, like she didn't want to hug him. Did that you, was awkward. Did you feel like um, Statler had like a negative feeling about Ben? Like, yeah. I don't know, like she kind of felt like she was, I don't know, I got like an intimidation feeling from Ben. She didn't like how long they hugged. Because when they were, when Dempsey and Ben were hugging, Statler was just, had this really weird look on her face. Like, her why are you hugging her? This season is so full of jealousy. I mean, all seasons are, but this one's like extreme. There's so much yeah. jealousy. I know. And uh, hello, Dempsey's a lesbian, Ben's a guy. Yeah. Right? What are you jealous of? Like, I'm trying to understand. Because she was looking at him like she was intimidated by their relationship. I was yeah. like, he doesn't have the anatomy that she's looking for. Yeah. So if they're friends, that's clearly what they are because yeah. she has made it very clear to you and in bed with you what she likes. He yeah. can't offer that. So why exactly are you bothered by their friendship? I don't get that. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, oh yeah, Pris, 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 Pricks. That was um, the topic on Twitter. Everyone on Twitter was saying that they were looking for Ben's Instagram. Because everyone was like, why, where can we get a hold of Ben? And I was like, see, I don't think Ben has any problem getting people, especially pretty young women, to work at his container conversion yeah. company. Because everybody, on, all the women on Twitter are like, can we get his at? Can we find yeah. out, is he single? What's going on with this guy? They were like, who cares about Stadler? Everybody was trying to figure out what was going on with Ben. And I was like, maybe that's why Stadler's jealous. But again, Ben's a guy. Ben's not interested. She's not interested. This jealousy is just out of control like everybody on this season like you said is just hella jealous it's almost like that's not one of the requirements yeah. for the shows now you have to be un uncontrollably unreasonably jealous yeah. and that's like the only way that they'll put you and cast you on at this point because we've been dealing with so much just unnecessary jealousy yeah right like how can you be jealous of a straight man who is friends with your girlfriend who's not interested in men. You know, like, yeah. there's no reason. There's no threat whatsoever. She doesn't want that at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, yeah. So I did want to say, um, I did want to talk about Dempsey's sister. Um, it, it was so hard for her to get through. She actually moved out of her house um after it happened because she couldn't even be in the same place where it happened that is so heartbreaking to lose someone and there was three sisters and they were all very very close and they were and they had to be close too because their family through the generations are part of the traveling carnival um the setup and takedown crew so they literally have to be close because you're always in a different place you only have each other so i can't even imagine like this episode really showcased a lot of loss and it really it really makes you humble and thankful you know for what you have in your life is watching these 
these people going through these horrible, horrible losses and still having to just continue on in life, you know, and keep pressing it. It's really hard. And I'm just happy to see her, her thriving yeah. and doing so well. And it's like, and like you could tell in her eyes, that pain was still there. That grief was still there, even though it's been years, probably a decade. Yeah. It's still there. She's never going to be able to process that grief. And that's just something as humans, we, we have to learn to, to live with. We can't process, we can't fix. We just have to learn to live with that void. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that's another thing Catler doesn't understand about her relationship with Ben. She essentially said, you know, he was the shining light when I was in the darkest place of my life and, and gave me safety. And I, I think that that's something that, you know, that's a bond that will never be broken. I don't give a shit who comes in. And Statler, you know, is just, just going to have to learn to deal with it if she's going to be in the picture. Well, to be honest, the way Statler was acting, I think Statler is, um, I think she likes both. Because if you're straight, you know, um, if you're straight lesbian and your girlfriend likes or friends with a man and you get upset because they hug each other, because you like men too. Yeah. You, you doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Really? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Oh. I think she liked all of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. She just gives me yeah. that kind of she just gives me that kind of vibe. Well, I mean, why why else would you be suspicious? If you know that your partner is is gay, just gay, and that's that and then they're with somebody of the opposite sex, there's no reason to be jealous unless you're not gay. Well, TJ Thompson says it's, it could be an ego thing. You think it's, um because the ego thing is like where you just don't want to be, you don't want anyone to be friends with the person because you, you want to be that main person. It could be, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I feel like Statler is probably the type of person that doesn't discriminate. I feel like she's a very sexually adventurous person. So I don't, I don't know her. I'm not saying that she isn't straight lesbian or whatever, but like she definitely seems like this person that is sexually adventurous and open to different things. Yeah. Like when she tells her sexual stories, it's very open. It's, it's, there's not a lot of restriction when it comes to what she yeah. does. So you could be onto something there. Maybe she sees him as someone that she would be attracted to and she feels yeah. like well if i would be attracted to him Gimsey would be attracted to him and it's and again that guilty conscience because you know she's cheated in the past she's done things that she's probably not proud of in relationships and that guilty conscience starts to come in well what if they were doing that to me because yeah. you've done it to other people and you know karma she waits she waits in the bushes she waits until you're happy and then right then and there boom she is ready to get back at you yeah. Yep. yep. I don't know. She's. I think she likes both. To be honest with you, I don't think she's. I don't think she's like gay. Gay. I think she's just open to where whatever she can get. I think. Yep. I agree. So, Cleo and Christian were back this week, and things. I think Cleo said it best at the episode. She was like. Things have been great and terrible, right? I think she said something along the lines that, like, things have been going well and then awful at the same time because he's very good at leading her on. 
Like he makes it seem like everything is good. They're having a good time. He planned the little VR um, games, play together. They bond. They have serious conversations. He took her out, bought her this um, this neck, not necklace, this bracelet. You know, said this is something that you could always remember that I got you. And then when they get home and they're ready to be intimate, he completely shuts down and acts like he wants nothing to do with her. And I feel like that is the most mind game playing with people's emotional thing that you can do because he makes it seem like even in public, they'll kiss, they'll hold hands, they'll, they'll show all the signs of their inner relationship and they're a couple. And then when they get home and it's time for them to be intimate, he wants to get in the bed and turn the opposite direction like she's not there and be like, good night. Yeah. What the actual hell? Either you're okay with the fact that she's trans or you're not. Yep. And you're never exactly. going to know if you're okay with it if you refuse to touch her. Yep. Right? I agree. But, you know, he made the comment that he likes the girl to make the first move. And she made the comment that she likes the guy to make the first move and all of that. And then at the end, it shows him literally reaching over her and kissing her cheek. And she's all, okay, good night. Like, he just told you he doesn't like rejection you should have flipped over right then and there and shit would have went down that see that yeah. right there is when i would have punched him in the face <laughs> see, we're bringing back the punching talk okay. now, I, I do think that he is playing mind games yeah. like the way that yeah. he he leads her on he says the right things like they had that conversation they planned that night at home because he knew that going out was hard okay so they did have a conversation about what he did on their first date where he shifted all of the attention to the ladies at the table behind them and he tried to say that you know i didn't even want to talk to them or whatever yeah and she's like but the fact that we're trying to get to know each other the fact that you know i'm autistic and i can't really interact with that many people at once it's a processing thing for me and the fact that you knew that and still did that still made me feel uncomfortable that was not something that made me feel like you're going to understand, you know, how my mind works and the things that I like and the things that will make me happy. And I think that she's 100% right. I feel like he's over there to have a good time and try something new. And he's getting cold feet. Like he's like, well, I thought I wanted to try something new. But now that I'm here, I'm not 100% sure I want to do it, which is fine. Say that, though. Like, don't play with her emotions in her mind. He's like, buying her gifts, he's holding her hand, he's kissing her, he's taking her out, he's doing things with her, he's planning a nice night at home. And then when it's time to do a normal thing that people do in a relationship and when they're dating, he completely shut down. And I'm just, it's really, it's almost like emotional um, abuse, yeah. right? I feel like he's taking her emotions and he's like abusing her emotions. He's like making her feel like she's not good enough. He's making her feel like she did something wrong. And she didn't do anything wrong. She was 100% honest with him before he got on the plane. So I just, I just hate the fact that he won't be real and honest and just tell her how he really feels. It's like, the longer he stays there, the worse it's getting. But, you know, he keeps making these little comments that just piss me off. I can't stand this guy. I mean, I would have let Didi punch him in the face already. But he keeps making these little comments like he can change the fact that she's autistic or he can change you know how she's gonna feel if you just try it it might be different like it's not different she knows how she feels you're not autistic so you don't understand do your research just do your research 
Stop being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Change it. He does yeah. say that he tries to make it seem like, oh, well, you don't like these things because you don't feel comfortable doing them. The, the process is autistic. People who suffer from autism, it's not a level of comfort. Yeah. It's not, those, that's not how it feels because you can say, I'm not comfortable. Like Didi, you would say, I'm not comfortable getting on an airplane. That's a level of comfort for you and your nerves. But when it comes to someone who is autistic, it's not that they don't feel comfortable around groups of people. It gets to the point where they literally will have a panic attack and just literally have to remove themselves from the situation. They can't function in that. Yeah. And I feel like he doesn't fully understand um, what autism is, right? Like, I feel like he just, because he's like, oh, well, you think you don't like it, but we can try it. You know, like with Misha and Nicola, she's like, you think you don't like dancing, but you do. He did, but he's not autistic, okay? Like, right. she knows what she likes, but she also knows what her body and mind can tolerate. Yep. Those are two different things. She might love dancing, love singing, love doing things, but she, her mind and body can't tolerate doing it. She can't control the way she feels in the process. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, she handles herself pretty well, you know, to be autistic. I mean, hands down, she, she really does. Um, and she's trying to make, well, let me, let me rephrase what I'm trying to say. She's trying to, she's trying to say that, um, she is willing to make him feel more comfortable to put her emotions aside just for him to feel comfortable, but he's not giving her the same respect. Yeah. And she should not feel like that she's doing something wrong when she's not. He's the one that is screwing up left and right. Mm -hmm. yep. She doesn't need to compromise anything. I feel like she's compromised enough. And she was honest with him because she asked him before he got there. She's like, are you ready to go through the process of being with a trans person? Because even though it has nothing to do with you, you being in a relationship with me, there will be negative comments there will be people's opinions there'll be things that you'll have to deal with she knows she dealt with them her whole life the whole time but he doesn't know that and she even tried to warn him and give him situations and and examples of how things will change when they're seen together and he's like oh yeah i'm good oh yeah it's fine no big deal i'm just happy to meet you i think it'll be fine that won't bother me at all and then he gets there and he's he's acting like it doesn't bother him because in public they go out they hold hands they kiss they do things together there it's it's behind closed doors where he starts acting like a weirdo right and it's like i hate the fact that she feels rejected you know because it's like she's like well what did i do wrong am i not good enough am i not what he wants when the whole time he said everything was fine yeah it's it's a mess it's a mess he needs to go home and leave her alone yeah she's way too good for him right like she's way too good for way him. Too good. like he has a, a ego right because she's like oh you're out of my league and he's like thanks and i'm like no he's no. not he's okay. like no you, you guys you read that whole fucking game dude right like he is not out of your league like no. you are dating below your class at this point like at this point you were just settling like cleo can do so much better she has put herself out there, which a lot of people have so much trouble doing. She's put herself out there as a trans woman. She's put herself out there as an autistic person, yep. right? And she's putting her everything out there, her whole self. Yep. And she can do so much better. There is somebody who will treat her so much better, respect her, uh, respect what she's going through, not 
require her to compromise with him. Yeah. Like, why should an uh, autistic person compromise with you so they can go out and be in a crowded bar? Why? Well, you know, I was thinking about one thing is she's doing a phenomenal job because being autistic and having so many sensory overloads and stuff, not only is she having to deal with all of that shit, but she's got all these camera people following her around in tight spaces mm -hmm. in her home and all of that. And she's handling it well. Yeah. Yeah. She sure is. Yeah. And she, she's, putting her, she's putting her feelings and emotions to decide to please him. Yeah. And that's not right. right. That's not for okay. What? For what? Please him for what? Like, I am so done with him. And it's like, I want her to kick his ass out. You know, like, just go. Go back home. You, you can either do right or go home at this point. Like, there's no point of him being there wasting her time. And yeah. we saw in the preview for next week, she was crying, which we are, we knew was going to happen. We knew that he was going to do something stupid and hurt her. We saw that right from the beginning, right? We knew, like, this guy's going to hurt her. He's going to take her honesty, her loyalty, her love, and he's going to shit all over. We knew exactly what he was going to do. And right on brand, he did something, because we're going to find out soon enough what exactly he did. And hopefully she rejects him, okay? Like, rejects him and just get him out of her life for good. And I, I hated that she was like, what was I thinking? I feel so stupid. I don't like when people blame themselves. When you date a person who turns out to be an a-hole, that's not your fault. Yep. Okay, like they were an a-hole before you met them and they're gonna be an a-hole after. They just hit that they were an a-hole long enough to get you to bring your guard down. Don't ever blame yourself for that. Yeah. And did y'all catch when he said that um, when he was pouring the wine, that um that was the time he he usually put on the the music the baby making music like yes. that is such a disrespect like why would you say that yeah but even being he shuts that down anyway because yeah. i was like why would you even say that because every time anything would supposedly happen between the two you shut it down anyway that's part of his leading her on game that i'm yeah. so over at this point like stop with the bs Yep, it's awful. I'm so done with him. He needs well, to go. maybe he'll go back home. Um, aren't we supposed to be getting another couple? Well, uh, we're in episode uh, nine. Tomorrow on the new... Yeah. Oh, the other way. Okay. On the All right, other I got way. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is... I know we're getting a new couple on one of them. Yeah, this <laughs> is it for this, episode, for this season. So, Misha... Um, and Nicola weren't on this episode. Tyrae and Carmela slash Christian weren't on this episode. And Amanda and Rosbon weren't on this episode. So when we don't get people, we don't get like a bunch of people. I so wait till next week to see Tyrae meet with, with Cleo or not Cleo, Carmela. Well, I don't know if I'm more excited about that or Amanda and um, Rosbon's best friend yeah she's got i i kind of was excited about the interrogation there because finally someone is calling amanda out for exactly who amanda is and we've been waiting for this all season yeah. and i loved the way amanda's reaction was to being called out she was so pissed and i was like don't get mad don't get mad when people are telling the truth you only get mad when people are lying i don't see anything wrong coming out of her mouth this is all true yep Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, Nicola and um, Misha were spotted in Mall of America, Minnesota. 
I don't know if you guys saw that. This was like last week, right? Yeah, last week. I'm not surprised, but I wanted to get your reaction that they're still together. How do you feel? I'm very surprised. Really? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because he's a, he's a prick. He's a Yeah. Well, you yeah. know the saying, women typically like a bad boy slash prick. He's so, not a bad boy. He's just an asshole. You don't see him out there on a Harley beating the shit out of somebody at a bar. He ain't no bad boy. He's just a prick. Yeah. He's just an asshole. I'm not, not surprised. Like, honestly, though, I think that Misha is in love with him because of his religion. Yeah. Not be and because of his faith. I don't want to say religion. Because but of his faith. He, he, he's fake. He's too fake. Like, I don't care. Um, I mean, I'm not knocking nobody's religion. So don't come after me, guys, what I'm about to say, okay? <laughs> no punch. But, <laughs> but he, you, he's fake yeah. because he's always talking about how, you know, Jesus did that. Jesus does this or we do this or we do that. But five minutes later, he's in the bar dancing. He's drinking beer. Like, come on. And then he's judging her for everything. And then he's like, well, you know, in the Bible, it says you can't do this. In the Bible, he says you can't do that. Come on. Seriously, he's fake. Yes. Fake. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very typical behavior for religious people. And I just want to say this, I was raised in the in church. Like I'm not like calling anybody's religion out. This is exactly, how, it's through like personal experience. Like it's yeah. always, they can do it, but I can't. That's all, that's how I was raised my whole life. Yeah. Like I saw people doing the exact things I was told that I would go to hell for. So I, I definitely feel like his behavior is very typical, but the fact that she brought him over here and they're still together doesn't surprise me. I don't know. When I saw the picture, I was just like, I can see that because the way that he showed his true colors back in his home country and she was still there, still dealing with him. The fact that she was a secret to everyone and she didn't walk away then. I was like, I, I'm not surprised. I feel like she's in it for the long haul and they're eventually going to get divorced. But I feel, I wasn't surprised that she kept going. I, I just I'm shocked by it, honestly. I have no comment. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to stay together. I feel like it's never going to work. You know, I, it's never going to work in the long haul. But I, I do feel like she wanted someone with a deep religious faith. And I feel like she's in love with, hey, she's in love with the idea of having someone with a deep religious faith. And I kind of feel like deep down, she wants someone to keep her in mind. And I know that sounds really weird, but I feel like she felt like she wasn't in the church her whole life and she kind of wants someone to keep her on the straight and narrow. So it doesn't surprise me that she picked him to do that. I'm not buying either one of their BS, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I, think I like she's. I think she's a, a great lady. I think she's just stuck with what she's stuck with now. Yeah. I don't know. They both are fake to me. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not saying that they're real. I'm <laughs> just saying that it's, it's a shit show. Well, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a rocky. I mean, the fact that they made it over here and got me, it's going to be rocky. And I think that it won't work. But yeah. I feel like 
she's gonna try to make it work like she's one of those people that are gonna hold on to a relationship after it's dead yeah like i feel like she's gonna hold on to it and try to make it work when you know all signs point to flatline like she's gonna try yeah. to keep it going as long as possible i feel like that's the type of person she well you know because in their religion you can't get divorced yeah. and if you do yeah. get divorced you need the permission of the church to get remarried so i feel like she's gonna try to make this work because she already got permission to do it again. So I feel like a third time will probably be off the table. So she's <laughs> got to try to make this work, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Well, Chris Frick said that he might be a sex god. So that, that I'm going to say probably not. Because in order for that to be true, he would have to have more practice beyond the age of, well, before the age of 46. Yes. Right? Like, I feel like no one is amazing at something they just started doing yeah. right like i've never yeah. started i never started a job and like within 15 minutes of doing it i was the best person yeah. there right like I, it, you're never really really good at something that you just started doing it takes time yeah. and practice something that well nicola has a lot of time but no practice so yeah. i guarantee you that is not what is keeping this relationship going i mean maybe now that he's had some time but I think Misha's been around and she's probably had better. Like she would be Jasmine. Like I've had better, yeah. you know, I feel like she's had better. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. they said that he looks like he could become abusive. I do get Andre vibes. Yeah. Like from Libby and Andre from um, Nicola. I agree with that. I get Andre vibes. And we yeah. don't we don't know that he's abusive, you know, in any way other than um, verbal. We don't know what the things that he, Andre says. I feel like Nicola would say that too. Yeah, I agree. Well, someone says they think that Nicola has been sleeping with women this whole time. I don't. Do you think that? I don't think there's any woman dumb enough other than Misha. Right. That's what I said. I was like, I don't think that anybody would make that mistake, right? Like, if they've gotten to know him well enough, I don't see that. Like, I don't see it at all. I don't know, because we still got to watch the episode where um, he tells uh, Misha that he knows exactly what women want. So if he's a, a so-called virgin, which we all know is a lie, how does he know <laughs> what a what? How does he know what a woman wants? Pornhub. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not even what women actually want, though. Like no, that's hey, Judy. That's where he's learning his thoughts. Well, in fact. That's the case. He thinks that women want a pizza delivered by a guy who's eventually going to come into the house. Let's not get, you know what? This is going down. Broken pipes. This is going down a road that we shouldn't be going down. You know what? I just caught it. This is going down a whole different road. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we're nine episodes in and do you know what night um, the new show, The Couples Therapy comes on? Okay. Is it Monday? August 14th is a... Is that going to come on after this show is over or is that going to come on after the other way? I was curious. It is a... Actually, it's a Monday. So it's going to have to come after the other way. Okay, so after the other way. Okay, got it. So we'll probably have three shows going at once. So we'll have before the 90 days, the other way, and couples therapy. So wait, not couples therapy, last resort. I, why do I want to call it couples therapy? That's so basically. we're going to have four going at one time. Because we right? all need afterwards. 
Wait, four. which one? Four? What's the fourth the one? The one tonight, the um, last resort, um, uh, after the, or the other way, and then, oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking, never mind, you're right. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm sleepy. Just forget about me. Three, well, sorry. Match me abroad, <laughs> I think the, the finale is tonight. So yeah. technically there was Match Me Abroad, but that, that's going to be over tonight. And I don't think that there's a tell-all for that. So oh. I don't know if you guys are watching Match Me Abroad. I have been watching it. Harold is my favorite. Like, I'm so yeah. excited for Harold. Like, he's doing so well. And you guys know I, I'm, I love Mark, too. Mark is yeah. my brother. So. Yeah. I but if you guys it. weren't watching Match Me Abroad, it's a good spinoff. It's for people yeah. who get married and they want to find. It's crazy because they go over there for, like, two weeks. And they, they want to find the person they want to marry in, like, that two-week period. And they've never met these people before. So it's a good show. If you haven't been watching it, make sure that you are. Okay, so, yeah, there's no there's no um, tell-all. Oh, someone says that they love Stanika. I'm going to let Mark I'm gonna let Mark comment on that one. I'm going to let – I'm going to let Dee Dee punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, know how, I know how Mark feels about Stanika, so – but yeah, so we're going to come back tomorrow and talk about The Other Way, um, Brandon and, what's her name? Mary. Uh, Mary. That's what everybody is waiting for. So we're going to see some more Brandon and Mary. Oh, and next week, Ty Ray is going to be meeting with Carmela slash Christian slash somebody. You know, who knows at this point? And he claims that he's meeting with Carmela, the real Carmela, is what he said in the preview. So I'm, isn't that what he said? He was that's, like, I just. That's what he said, but why is he having to fly if she lives like right down the road? Right. She lives in Bakersfield, but he was getting on a plane. So I'm really interested more so in just seeing who walks in the bar because it's yeah. clearly not Carmela. I think that this girl, oh, um, if you guys follow shabuti on twitter he found the actual carmela's twitter oh and she was posting or whatever and she doesn't know tyree that's uh, from the gist of what i got from the the tweet that i saw she doesn't know who tyree is so whoever shows up to this meeting i don't know who's gonna show up i don't think it's gonna be her i think that if anything it's going to be Christian, or it might not even be Christian. Maybe Christian took all the money he wanted to get, and then it's a different person who's been catfishing. Because like, this could be like, it's been four years, so like there could be like a whole operation at this point. Like, there there could be like a whole team of people who have been in on this, so who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, next week is going to be, it's going to be pretty good, so. Yeah, next week for episode 10, I'm ready for it, and then we're going to See what's going on with um, The Other Way tomorrow. And then in two weeks, we're going to catch up with Angela and Michael, Kalani and Asuelo, Jovi and Yara, Ed and Liz. And who am I forgetting on the last Molly show? and Kelly. Mo yeah. Molly and Kelly, yes. And I heard that they're going to discuss a little bit of the fallout between her and Cynthia on the show. And they're also going to cover a little bit of the kelly and olivia situation so they're gonna uh, we'll get a little more insight on that because i know we've seen like police reports and stuff but we never got an explanation from anyone no one will tell us what actually happened so we're gonna get a little bit of information on that and why cynthia and molly have cut ties after over 20 years 
a friendship. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested in knowing what tore that friendship apart. Too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Got a lot to cover. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. So we had some technical difficulties throughout tonight. So thank you for sticking with us. Right? We had some had some issues, but I'm glad that we got through it. Thank you so much to my co-host Kara and Didi. Make sure you're following them. They're tagged in this video. You have to follow me too because that's where we post everything. It's at George Massey on all social media platforms, on Spotify, Apple Music and Amazon Music, type in The George Mossy Show and georgemossy.com as well. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow night to cover more 90 Day Fiance talk. And we'll talk to all of you guys really, really soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.